before you go to the altar with your partner in agreement to get married, you should have it in mind that marriage is a covenant. You are not just going there to exchange vows. Those vows are actually covenants. And as you say, I do. To all the vows that you are making on the altar of God. You are entering into a covenant. And God is a principal witness of that covenant you are entering into. Thank you for another opportunity for me to minister the word of God to you today on the issue of marriage. The topic I want us to look at today is marriage is a covenant. Marriage is a covenant. This is Mary's Table Talk and my name is Mary Bude. Thank you for always listening to my podcast. Please, if you have not, if it's your first time here, you're welcome. And please don't forget to share this message with a friend and a family. Okay. When we get married and we go to the altar of God, we are entering into a covenant. The covenant between you and your between the husband and wife and God. So that's why you see, in a marriage relationship, the Bible said two of them have become one. And that's why you realize that if you are married, you can relate to what I'm, I'm saying. That whenever you want to do something secretly from your spouse, you see that thing backfiring. You see it not working out the way it should. It should. When you keep secrets from your spouse, at the end of the day, you see that you get into one trouble or the other. Because the Bible said that both of them were naked and they were not ashamed. So if you are into any relationship, a marriage relationship, you are married or you are still planning to get married, have it at the back of your mind that you are running a covenant. And we know the importance of covenants to God. God is a covenant keeper. God does not break covenants. And God also expects us to do the same. So if you are in a marriage relationship, please don't just take it casually. You entered into a covenant on the day you married that your wife or your husband. And that's the reason why you see when one spouse misbehave, directly or indirectly, it will affect the other person. It's like when you say you have a headache. It is not only your head that is being affected. Your entire body is being affected because you will not feel well until you cure that headache. If a knife should cut your little finger, that pain will go around your body. Your entire body will feel pain. So when you want to take any decision that you know, think of the consequences first. That this decision I'm taking, will it affect, it's not, it won't affect, will it affect only me? or my partner, even my children. For example, when a man or a woman commits infidelity, when they, when they commit adultery in a marriage relationship, you see that things no longer work well for both partners. 
you see that doors begin to close for both partners. You see that the children begin to fall sick. You see that things, the finances begin to go down for both partners. Because two of you are now one. So when one person derails, the other person suffers also. That's why you see, you have entered into a covenant. In God's arithmetic, one plus one is one. So before you take any decision, before you make any choice, please consider the covenant you have taken. Don't just take those verses casually. I know on that day, most of us were rejoicing, we were dancing around, so, many, so much excitement, food, drinks, people, visitors, and all that. Maybe we didn't realize what we were entering into or what we were actually doing. We were actually entering into a very serious covenant before God. And that's why you see God says, I hate divorce. Because God does not break covenants. That's the reason why he does not want us to break that marriage covenant. So I beg of you. Before you make any major decision, before you take any major decision or choice, make any major choice, always think about the consequences and how it's going to affect the entire family. It's going to affect the entire family. We have heard so many homes breaking. We have heard so many people separating. We have heard people dying. Because if you as a husband begin to sleep with other women, you have introduced strange, God, strange spirits into the home. You have opened the door for the enemy to come in to affect you, your family. And we all know that because we are the children of God, the devil is always fighting our relationships, fighting our marriages, because he does not want us to bring up godly children, godly seeds that will profess the word of God. And that's the more reason why we should be very, very careful. So, if let me give an example. If, if when, when we were younger, we used to watch videos and see movies of people entering into blood covenants because they, they were in love when they were younger. And all of, maybe they, in that covenant, they told themselves that uh, if I don't marry you, if you don't marry me, let me not marry again. Or if I don't marry you, let me not give birth. Let me not, let me not, let me not have any other relationship. Let me not give birth to any children. You know, they just say those things casually. Maybe they, 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 they cut their hands and lick each other's blood. And they feel as if... They can, they can always walk away, with, walk away from it. They can always do, do away with it. No. As casual as that little statement and, 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 and covenant is, it is very, very effective. We see that in, the, in, in real life, when these people get older and eventually they couldn't get married anymore, maybe out of separation, maybe out of distance, or something happened along the line, they couldn't get married. We see, you see that covenant playing out. Those words, those simple words they spoke to each other in the bush path, you see it playing out in their lives. Some of them get married, they don't ever have children, they become barren. Some of them never get married again because they don't, they don't, nobody else wants to marry them. Because they made such, such statements, believing that they were casual statements. And until they retrace back their steps and go and break those, those covenants, they don't get fulfilled lives. Everything they spoke into existence actually happens. This life is spiritual. This life is spiritual. It's more than what you are seeing. It's more than what you can see. And that's the reason why be very, very careful with your marriage. Be very, very careful with your wife. Be careful with your husband. 
Be careful with the children that God has given you. Don't take things casually. Don't see things as just you are seeing it from the surface level, from the physical level alone. See things from the spiritual level. See things from God's angle. And when you see things from God's angle, you will be able to salvage your marriage. You'll be able to manage your marriage. You'll be able to know what is happening. Sometimes when our spouses misbehave or derail or go out of those covenants, maybe start having an affair or start going into some terrible relationship that we, we, don't, we do not like, let's not just feel as if it is just that person. The Bible says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities and powers. Some powers are at play, trying to break our homes, break our marriage, steal away our joy. And we as children of God should know that we, we are supposed to fight. Every day of our life is a battle. It's a battle. It's a battle. Every day of our life is a battle. You have to know that you have to fight. And you know the way we fight. We fight on our knees. We fight praying and believing God to answer us. We don't just fight with our, our physical body. We don't use physical weapons. We use spiritual weapons. Weapons like prayers. Weapons like fasting. Weapons like the blood of Jesus. We have so many spiritual weapons that God has given us that we can use to fight these unseen enemies that wants to destroy our homes and our marriages. So whatever you are passing through in your home right now, don't think that it's beyond God's knowledge and understanding. God has a way. God has a way of making things work out. Believe in God and pray. Believe God and pray. If you are into a relationship and there's violence and there's, you know, hatred, resentment, I, I advise that you look for a way to separate yourself for a while and go and pray. Go and pray. Pray for that relationship. Don't get tired of praying. Don't say, I'm done with this man. I'm done with this woman. I don't want to continue again. Don't give up. Go and pray. The Bible said that the heart of kings are in God's hands. He can turn it to whichever direction he pleases, like rivers of living water. There is no heart that is too hard or too, too difficult for God to change. There is no body that is too difficult for God to change. God can change anybody. The, the only thing that we have a price to pay. We have a price to pay. And that price we have to pay is that the partner that is saying should know that this is a battle I need to fight. And I need to win. And remember, as children of God, we are more than conquerors. We can conquer anything. We can conquer anything. Be ready to fight. Be ready to, to, to wake up in the night to pray. Be ready to fast. Be ready to wait on God. Be ready to believe God. It might take months. It might take years. But at the end of the day, you will come out victoriously. God bless you. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. My name is Mary Buddy, and this is Mary's Table Talk. And the topic we treated today is the marriage covenant. Don't forget that every marital vows you made on that day, you were making a covenant and God was a principal witness. And because God was a witness, God will not allow that marriage to fail. He will not allow that home to be broken. Thank you. My name is Mary. Please don't forget to share this. And don't also forget to subscribe to my podcast. God bless you. Even as I see you in the next episode. Are you fighting for your marriage or you have totally lost hope? You don't believe that they can be, the marriage can be restored. You don't believe that anything can be done again to restore this ma- the marriage. Welcome to Mary's Table Talk. My name is Mary Budi.
And today, the topic I chose to, to talk about is fight for that marriage. Fight for your marriage. I know some people might be saying, I'm, I'm done. I've, I've, I've given up. I can't continue. I've endured enough. I'm tired. I feel your pain and I understand. But at the same time, I also advise that you fight for your marriage. Because the truth of the matter is, when it comes to the issue of marriage, it's not only you and your spouse, there are other people involved. If you have children already in that marriage, you have to take those children into, into, into consideration when you are giving up, when you want to give up on that marriage. Because I realize that the devil fights marriages with everything. I saw something recently and it really baffled me and I want to share it with us. I traveled to visit a sister and the compound where she lives is um, this um, room and palace self contain room and palace self contain like all this face me I face you and I realized that my stay in that place I stayed there for like three to four days and I realized that this particular lady very friendly she has three children and she was very friendly with my sister. And I asked my sister, this is her friend, is she not married? He said she's married, that her husband lives in another apartment. The same compound. The husband lives in another apartment, one bedroom, room and palace self-contained. She lives in another apartment, room and palace self-contained, with her three children. The first, that child, the first child is 10. The second one should be 8, while the third one should be around 3 to 4 years. And... I was not asking my sister, why is she living alone in another apartment while the husband is living alone in another apartment? Is there a link to both apartments? She said no. That the man just woke up one day and realized that he, he did not remember the family again. He just became a, a bachelor. They wiped up his memory and he didn't remember anything about his family again. He didn't even know he's married. He didn't even know he has children. He moved into one of the one apartment in the house. Well, the father owns the father of the man owns actually owns the house. So he moved into one of the apartments and the wife lives in another apartment. And even if the wife passes by this man, this man does not even see the wife. He does not see the children. They tried everything, but it didn't work out. He became mentally derailed. It's not as if he's mad, but his memory was totally wiped off. By who? Who did this thing? And the woman would just be looking. And the husband went into an apartment. He would cook for himself, wash his clothes, and do everything for himself. While the wife and the children sat in another apartment in the same compound. And I marveled. So, if we look at this thing from the physical angle, that woman would be so annoyed and so angry. And be telling us that this man is very wicked. Just abandoned me and the children. Moving to another room, apartment, and all that. But the truth of the matter is, it is not that man. It is not that man. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities and against powers. Against principalities and against powers. And I was privileged to hear the woman say when that man was normal, if she has headache, the man will be running helter-skelter to make sure that she's well. That she, the man does not want anything to hurt her or her children. But for the past four years, or five years now, the man's head just turned and he became a bachelor again. He, became, he does not even see the wife, he does not see the children. What is your own story? 
what is that thing that is in your marriage? Do you think it's your husband that is the problem? Do you think it's your wife that's actually the problem? Or you have looked beyond your wife and looked beyond your husband. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. When God was writing that in the Bible, he knew what he was writing. We wrestle against principalities and powers. This particular scenario I just mentioned is not, is not home video. I saw it with my own very eyes. And according to the woman, the man was a pilot before this thing happened to him. And he had a lovely home and family. Something just happened and everything turned around. And that woman is still praying and believing God. She's fighting for that marriage. She can decide to pack her things, walk away, look for another man and go. But she's still there, believing God that one day this man will come back to his normal senses. This is a scenario. This is a story of somebody. I don't know what your story is. I don't know exactly what is happening. I don't know what happened at the, at, 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 in between. And your husband just changed his attitude towards you. Or your wife just changed her attitude towards you. And you're asking yourself, what went wrong? What have I done? And you are fighting the woman. You are fighting the man. Every day you quarrel. You carry, you throw things at each other. You break things around the house. Thinking that you are fighting that person. My, my brother, my sister, you are not fighting your wife. Your husband is not the problem. Your wife is not the problem. If you keep on seeing your wife as a problem or your husband as a problem, then that marriage will crash. There will be violence. It can even lead to deaths because you are going to be fighting. There will be resentment. There will be unforgiveness. There will be so many things. But if you look beyond your husband and beyond your wife, and you look at the spirits operating the life of that person, and you target your prayers and target your, your fight into that spirit, you will see your spouse come back again. For you to meet somebody and say, I love you, I want to marry you, there is something you must have seen. Of course, there's something you must have seen. I don't care how trivial that thing might be. I don't care how serious that issue might be. Maybe the lady is very dirty. When you come around, the whole house is dirty. And the devil knows that whenever you see such scenario, you are not always happy. You don't want to stay at home. You want to go out and drink with your friends. Or maybe you as the wife, your husband is always pursuing everything in skirts. You have talked and talked and talked and you, you, you are tired of talking. You have told yourself, let him do what he wants to do. Let me live my life. Don't give up. Continue to pray. But at the same time, when you are praying, don't look at your husband. Your husband is not the problem. Dig deep to his background. Think where this man is coming from. Is this thing prevalent there? Is there the spirit of adultery? The spirit of lust? Does it win in their family? Look, take a history. Look back and check. Do some investigations. And begin to pray about that issue. Begin to tell God that even if it's so in their family, you exempt your husband. You exempt your wife. Or is, you, is it you the man? Your wife is always nagging. She's always quarreling. She's never happy. The spirit of wickedness, the spirit of, of resentment, the spirit of unforgiveness. Begin to pray against those spirits. Drive them away. Drive them away out of the life of your wife. Drive them away. Whatever your story is, whatever is happening in your home right now, there is a spirit behind it. There is a spirit behind it that you need to fight. 
that you need to fight. I strongly, I strongly recommend this this movie, War Room. If you are a wife here and your husband, you go and watch that film. The day the woman stood up and told herself that enough is enough, devil leave my home. The devil left. The husband came back to his normal senses. The husband came back to his right mind. Tell the devil to pack his things and leave your marriage. Tell the devil to pack his things and leave your home. Don't drive away your wife. Don't drive away your husband. They are not the problem. Every spirit of violence begin to pray against them and begin to drive them away. You foul spirit of unforgiveness and resentment. You foul spirit of bitterness. You foul spirit of poverty. What is it? What can it be? Whatever it is. Our God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what we ever ask or even think of. Don't allow the devil to come and destroy your home. Even if your husband has left you and gone to be with another woman, begin to pray and call him back home. Begin to call his name. Look for something that belongs to him. Begin to call his name. Call his name to come back home. Every demonic relationship your husband or your wife is into, begin to break it in the realm of the spirit. Destroy such demonic relationship. Whoever the devil has planted in their lives to make sure that your marriage breaks, begin to pray. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your home. Don't give up. It's sacrifice. Marriage is all about sacrifice. You need to pay the price. You need to pay the price to fight. You need to pay the price and God will give you the grace. God will give you the power. God will give you the enablement. Every plan of Satan concerning your home, I cancel this in the name of Jesus. Whatever is happening in your home right now, the enemy has again, I nullify the blood of Jesus. I pray for your home and I pray for my home also. That every spirit the enemy has sent to our homes to destroy our homes, let them be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Thank you once again for listening to this podcast. God bless you. Please remember to share with your family. You never know who God is going to use you to help. You never know who God is going to use you to save. I thank you so much for listening. I thank you. I will see you in my next episode. Thank you so much. And don't forget to subscribe whenever I put up a new podcast so you can get updates. Fight for your marriage. And God will give you victory. In the name of Jesus. Are you enjoying that marriage? (laughs) Or you are just enduring the marriage? Are you enjoying your marriage or you are just enduring the marriage? If you are enduring the marriage, how long do you intend to endure? For how long do you intend to live in bitterness? For how long do you intend to live in resentment? For how long do you intend to live in unforgiveness? Welcome to Mary's Table Talk. My name is Mary Ebude. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Today, I choose to title this podcast, Forgive Your Partner. Forgive your partner and leave. Forgive your partner and leave. Hmm. Why did I say you should leave? Because if you are holding your partner in unforgiveness... You are, you, are, you are emotionally dead. You are emotionally dead. Because you will not have peace. You will not be able to sleep. You can't reason well. All your organs in your body will begin to pack up. Remember the Bible said, it said a merry heart do it good like medicine. So if your heart is merry, it's like you are taking medicine to your system. 
when you are in a married relationship and you are just enduring the relationship and no longer happy, then you are killing yourself gradually. Forgive your partner and leave. I know there are some sins that they look unforgivable. They look un unpardonable. I have had reasons. I have had as hear people asking me different questions when I go for seminars. Asking me, how can I forgive a man that slept with my sister? How can I forgive a man that slept with my, my, my mother? How can I forgive a man? That... If you don't forgive the man, you are killing yourself gradually. If rapture takes place, will you make heaven when you hold somebody in unforgiveness? As difficult as these things is, hand it over to God. Father, this is my problem. This is the situation. Even God knows what is happening. Give me the grace to forgive this man. Give me the grace to forgive this woman. You cannot endure a relationship for, for years. You cannot endure a relationship for eternity. You have to forgive and let go. Forgive your partner so that you can live. Forgive your partner so you can make heaven. Remember these people are human beings. David said that in, in, in iniquity did my mother conceive me. The Bible said no one is righteous. Not even one person is righteous. Even God had to send his son to die. So that he can use, whenever he sees the blood of Jesus, he can, for, he can have mercy on us. That is how sinful we are. When they brought the adulterous woman before God and wanted to crucify her, Jesus said, if you know you do not have sin, show the first stone. Everybody disappeared. You and I that is holding somebody in unforgiveness. Don't we have our own sins? Don't we have our own flaws? It might not be adultery. It might be something else. But remember, sin is sin before God. And the Bible also tells us, if we do not forgive our fellow human being, God said he will not forgive us. And that's the more reason why. Forgive your partner let go. The sin is grievous, I know. The, the, th the thing he did is unpardonable, I understand. But at the same time, not because of that person, because of your sanity. Marriage relationship has led so many people into insanity. Some people have gone mental. Some people have gone mad. Some people are in psychiatric, psychiatric homes because of marriage. Is it worth it? Of course it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Some people have even committed murder, killed their partner, stabbed their partner, poisoned their partner. We hear these things on social media. We see them every day. But we, we, we do not, the, the, the blood of anybody should not be found in our hands. If for adventure you are going through something very terrible right now, you can't even share with a friend. You can't even share with a, a pastor. You can't even share with anybody. It's so shameful. How can I say this? Now my spouse has been sleeping with this person. Or my spouse did this to me and did that to me. I understand what you are saying. But at the same time, forgive. Ask for grace. Ask for grace. The popular proverb says, To err is human. To forgive is divine. Before you can forgive, you need the Holy Spirit. Ask God for grace to forgive. Forgive so that you can live. Because if you don't forgive, you are dying gradually. If you are living under the same roof with a man or a woman, and you don't talk to the person, you are keeping malice. Or you pretend as if all is well. Meanwhile, you know in your heart all is not well. You are drying up. 
please forgive. Forgive and let go. Forgive and let go. I don't know who God is trying to reach through this message, but forgive that person. Forgive that partner. Forgive that wife. I caught my wife sleeping under man. Forgive. I caught my husband sleeping under woman. Forgive. Ah, whatever it is, please forgive. Forgive and let go. Don't allow the devil. Don't allow the devil to destroy your life because of unforgiveness. Don't allow Satan to destroy your life because of unforgiveness. God is a God, is a faithful God. God is a faithful God. This podcast is very short, but I, I, I want to reach out to somebody today. I want you to listen to this podcast and be blessed. I want you to take God's instruction. This is a word from God to you. Forgive that partner. Let him go. And live your life in peace. God bless you. Don't forget to share this with a friend. Please try and share with a friend. And be blessed. Amen. Are you fighting for your marriage? Or you have totally lost hope? You don't believe that they can be, the marriage can be restored? You don't believe that anything can be done again to restore this ma- the marriage? Welcome to Mary's Table Talk. My name is Mary Bude. And today the topic I chose to, to talk about is fight for that marriage. Fight for your marriage. I know some people might be saying, I'm, I'm done, I've, I've, I've given up, I can't continue, I've endured enough, I'm tired. I feel your pain and I understand. But at the same time, I also advise that you fight for your marriage. Because the truth of the matter is, when it comes to the issue of marriage, it's not only you and your spouse, there are other people involved. If you have children already in that marriage, you have to take those children into, into, into consideration when you are giving up, when you want to give up on that marriage. Because I realize that the devil fights marriages with everything. I saw something recently and it really baffled me and I want to share it with us. I traveled to visit a sister and the compound where she lives is a... Um, is, um, Room and palace self contain, room and palace self contain. And I call this face me, I face you. And I realized that my stay in that place, I stayed there for like three to four days. And I realized that this particular lady, very friendly, she has three children. And she was very friendly with my sister. And I asked my sister, this little friend, is she not married? You said she's married, that the husband lives in another apartment, the same compound. The husband lives in another apartment, one bedroom, room and palace self-contained. She lives in another apartment, room and palace self-contained, with her three children. The first, that child, the first child is ten. The second one should be eight, while the third one should be around three to four years. And I was not asking my sister, why is she living alone in another apartment? Why the husband is living alone in another apartment? Is there a link to both apartments? She said no. That the man just woke up one day and realized that. He, he did not remember the family again. He just became a, a bachelor. They wiped up his memory and he didn't remember anything about his family again. He didn't even know he's married. He didn't even know he has children. He moved into 
one of the one apartment in the house. Or the father owns the father of the man owns actually owns the house. So he moved into one of the apartments, and the wife lives in another apartment. And even if the wife passes by this man, this man does not even see the wife. He does not see the children. They tried everything, but it didn't work out. He became mentally derailed. It's not as if he's mad, but his memory was totally wiped off. By who? Who did this thing? And the woman would just be looking. And the husband went into the apartment. He would cook for himself, wash his clothes, and do everything for himself. While the wife and the children sat in another apartment in the same compound. And I marveled. So, if we look at this thing from the physical angle, that woman will be so annoyed and so angry and will be telling us that this man is very wicked, just abandoned me and the children, moved into another room, apartment, and all that. But the truth of the matter is, it is not that man. It is not that man. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities and against powers. Against principalities and against powers. And I was privileged to hear the woman say when that man was normal, if she has headache, the man will be running helter-skelter to make sure that she's well. That she, the man does not want anything to hurt her or her children. But for the past four years, or five years now, the man's head just turned and he became a bachelor again. He, became, he does not even see the wife, he does not see the children. What is your own story? What is that thing that is in your marriage? Do you think it's your husband that is the problem? Do you think it's your wife? That's actually the problem. Or you have looked beyond your wife and looked beyond your husband. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. When God was writing that in the Bible, he knew what he was writing. We wrestle against principalities and powers. This particular scenario I just mentioned is not, it's not home video. I saw it with my own very eyes. And according to the woman, the man was a pilot before this thing happened to him. And he had a lovely home and family. Something just happened and everything turned around. And that woman is still praying and believing God. She's fighting for that marriage. She can decide to pack her things, walk away, look for another man and go. But she's still there, believing God that one day this man will come back to his normal senses. This is a scenario. This is a story of somebody. I don't know what your story is. I don't know exactly what is happening. I don't know what happened at the... At, 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 as, as, uh, in between and your husband just changed his attitude towards you or your wife just changed her attitude towards you and you're asking yourself what went wrong what have i done and you are fighting the woman you are fighting the man every day you quarrel you carry you throw things at each other you break things around the house thinking that you are fighting that person my my brother my sister you are not fighting your wife your husband is not the problem your wife is not the problem if you keep on seeing your wife as a problem or your husband as a problem, then that marriage will crash. There will be violence. It can even lead to deaths because you people are going to be fighting. There will be resentment. There will be unforgiveness. There will be so many things. But if you look beyond your husband and beyond your wife and you look at the spirits operating the life of that person and you target your prayers and target your, your fight into that spirit, you will see your spouse come back again. For you to meet somebody and say, I love you, I want to marry you, there is something you must have seen. Of course, there's something you must have seen. I don't care how trivial that thing might be. I don't care how serious that issue might be. Maybe the lady is very dirty. 
when you come around the whole house is dirty and the devil knows that whenever you see such scenario you are not always happy you don't want to stay at home you want to go out and drink with your friends or maybe you as the wife your husband is always pursuing everything in skirts you have talked and talked and talked and you, you, you are tired of talking you have told yourself let him do what he wants to do let me live my life don't give up continue to pray but at the same time when you are praying don't look at your husband your husband is not the problem dig deep to his background where this man is coming from is this thing prevalent there is there the spirit of adultery the spirit of lust does it mean in their family look take a history look back and check do some investigations and begin to pray about that issue begin to tell god that even if it's so in their family you exempt your husband you exempt your wife Or is it you? Is it you, the man? Your wife is always nagging. She's always quarrelling. She's never happy. The spirit of wickedness, the spirit of of resentment, the spirit of unforgiveness. Begin to pray against those spirits. Drive them away. Drive them away out of the life of your wife. Drive them away. Whatever your story is, whatever is happening in your home right now, there is a spirit behind it. There is a spirit behind it that you need to fight. That you need to fight. I strongly, I strongly recommend this, this movie, War Room. If you are a wife here and your husband, you go and watch that film. The day the woman stood up and told herself that enough is enough. Devil, leave my home. The devil left. The husband came back to his normal senses. The husband came back to his right mind. Tell the devil to pack his things and leave your marriage. Tell the devil to pack his things and leave your home. Don't drive away your wife. Don't drive away your husband. They are not the problem. Every spirit of violence begin to pray against them and begin to drive them away. You foul spirit of unforgiveness and resentment. You foul spirit of bitterness. You foul spirit of poverty. What is it? What can it be? Whatever it is. Our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we ever ask or even think of don't allow the devil to come and destroy your home even if your husband has left you and gone to be with another woman begin to pray and call him back home begin to call his name look for something that belongs to him begin to call his name call his name to come back home every demonic relationship your husband or your wife is into Begin to break it in the realm of the spirit. Destroy such demonic relationship. Whoever the devil has planted in their lives to so make sure that your marriage breaks. Begin to pray. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your home. Don't give up. It's sacrifice. Marriage is all about sacrifice. You need to pay the price. You need to pay the price to fight. You need to pay the price. And God will give you the grace. God will give you the power. God will give you the enablement. Every plan of Satan concerning your home, I cancel this in the name of Jesus. Whatever has happened in your home right now, the enemy has again i nullify the blood of jesus i pray for your home and i pray for my home also that every spirit the enemy has sent to our homes to destroy our homes let them be destroyed in the name of jesus thank you once again for listening to this podcast god bless you please remember to share with your family you never know who god is going to use you to help you never know who god is going to use you to save i thank you so much for listening i thank you i will see you in my next episode Thank you so much. And don't forget to subscribe whenever I put up a new podcast so you can get updates. Fight for your marriage. And God will give you victory in the name of Jesus.